0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy weekend. Blessed, blessed advent to everyone, and welcome to episode 311 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast we earlier today... At episode 310, where we had our Chosen of Valhalla live stream, we went on for about three hours, and it was a lot of fun. Got to talk about various movies and projects that they were working on. Tonight, we are going to be focusing on the insane box office that is coming the way of Spider-Man No Way Home, and how it has completely destroyed the media's Box office narrative for the past year, year and a half. What have we been hearing this past year when films like Shang-Chi, when films like Eternals, when films like Black Widow did not meet the expectations that were had for them? Ultimately, we heard, oh, well, you know, there's a pandemic still going on. And, well, you know, there are these polls that we have that show that most people are still afraid to go to a theater. All of those narratives have now been completely blown up in their faces because Spider-Man No Way Home is now on pace to officially cross somewhere above 500. Hundred million dollars in the worldwide box office so that's something that i mentioned in my video earlier today as a possibility saying it's going to be somewhere between 400 and 500 now we actually have an article from deadline who has notoriously used the pandemic as an excuse for a plethora of movies and guess what they are now saying based on the numbers from the domestic and also international market and this is even Knowing that there are some countries that are going to have delayed releases. This is even knowing that some countries are going into lockdown. Like, again, it's almost as if they haven't learned anything. But the people going out in the millions to go see this movie clearly either don't care or have grown tired of it. Either way, I think that this movie is important for a specific reason. One, obviously, it's enjoyable in the most general sense. It's an enjoyable, fun film. But the most important thing about No Way Home is not whether the film is great, whether the film is iconic or not. It's the fact that this is going to be the first film seen in almost two years by millions of people. And that fact alone, coupled with the fact that they're going to be seeing this film in a theater packed to the gills With hundreds of people going out and seeing massively parked, massively uh, crowded parking lots, going in, going and and giving service to and giving business to theaters, which have been the most hard hit when we talk about anything with the movie industry, because obviously we know the studios can easily write things off and can easily ask and beg all of their friends in Congress to, to you know, give them some sweetheart deals and to give them some taxpayer dollars. We already know that the studios haven't really been hit that much hard, have not been hit that hard by all of this when everything is said and done. But the theaters have. And so when I see, when I go out to see this film on Thursday, on opening night, when I go to see this movie, and I'm seeing a packed parking lot, which I haven't seen in two years, and I've been going to that theater Since they first started to reopen. Obviously I live in the great state of Tennessee, and so our theaters were able to reopen much quicker than some of the others. So to see now people that again have not been going to the movies, Black Widow didn't get them to go out. Godzilla vs. Kong didn't get them to go out. Eternals did not get them to go out. Shang-Chi did not get them to go out. Tenet did not get them to go out. I can go on and on of the massive big budget films that could have been the ones, but none of them did. And obviously, we can talk about all of the different reasons as to why, you know, some people are saying, you're oversimplifying it, Odin, you're oversimplifying all of this. What's not oversimplified, and what is crystal clear, though, is that there is nothing that can even be compared to what's going on right now. Nothing. And I give you the primary exhibit and that is this as you can see from deadline again some some website a media organization that has been using the pandemic as an excuse for all of the films that have failed to meet their expectations and even going back a week ago to films like west side story what was the number one thing being talked about well omicron well you know omicron right you know omicron's out there oh my goodness you know, don't forget to be afraid, everybody. Let me let me make you afraid. Let me continue to fear monger. Let me continue to try and force you to feel a way that is detached from the reality of the situation. And the people are saying, no. That's what's important about this movie. Because look at these numbers right here. As we, again, pointed out earlier today, this number is now looking not only because it has the second best opening day of all time keep that in your mind, not pandemic, second best opening of all time, just behind Avengers Endgame, which I said at the time when that film came out, I don't think another film is going to get even close to these numbers, and sure enough, nothing, (laughs) this film is not getting close to the opening day of Avengers Endgame, so let me just put that out there, but the fact that this movie is even being put in the same sentence, when all we've been told for the past year, two years is, well, you know, the pandemic, well, you know, the pandemic. Instead, we get this. $242 to $247 million is what they suspect the film to make domestically. Opening domestically over $247 million, which is going to surpass every MCU film in their totality. Meaning, you take any MCU film from this year, it's going to beat every single one of them domestically in their totality in one weekend. You then add on to that what has been made so far internationally. And you're talking about a movie that is already uh, past $300 million. Already past $300 million. And as you can see from their updated reporting, Spider-Man No Way Home weaving $500 million plus worldwide debut. So they even suspect that this film could be past $500 million when everything is said and done. Very excited to see... What happens tomorrow when I get back from Mass tomorrow and I, I, I check those numbers and see, okay, what is the actual projection that they are going to say this film is going to get? Because man, oh man, how far past 500 million will it end up being is a good question to ask. And even if the film gets $450 million worldwide, that is still going to be larger than the entirety Of any MCU film this year. Right now, the highest grossing MCU film from this year was $432 million. And that was from Shang-Chi. And that's because it did very well domestically, not so well internationally. This film is going to surpass that in one weekend. Just one. It's going to do in three days what none of the other Marvel films... All again, helmed directly by Marvel, by Disney, promoted by them, distributed by them. Spider-Man, on the other hand, which got about 25% of its funding from Marvel, from Disney, but was distributed completely by Sony and produced 75% by Sony. And that's how the profits are going to be split up when everything is said and done as well. This film, this film. Is destroying it. It's destroying the narrative. And I love it. I'm loving every second of it. Because you can go back now to all the videos that I've done covering the box office. Go back to all of my box office breakdowns from Sundays from this past year. And you're going to see that consistent theme, right? The pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic. And I kept trying to say, maybe it's that these are films that people just don't want to see. Maybe it's that these are films that are not driving audiences out. Maybe it's that they're not giving fans what they want. And what happens when you do? Guess what? Even a pandemic can't stop a movie from breaking records. Remember, we already saw this this year. Remember when we had, I forget which film it was, but we already had films, anime films. I think it was Demon Slayer, in fact. Remember when Demon Slayer came out during the pandemic time? And it broke records. Even then, I was like, this is a movie breaking records in its country. In its home country. During the pandemic. And now we have this. Getting destroyed is this narrative. As well as the box office. So, this is a Saturday... Update. It says adding another $67 million overseas on Friday, it has grossed an amazing $181 million at the international box office. With domestics 121.5, the second biggest opening day of all time, the global total is already past the three century mark of 302.9 million, and that signals a 500 million plus worldwide debut. How high No Way Home swings past the half-billion-dollar mark will be clearer on Sunday. Either way, topping $500 for a worldwide opening would make No Way Home only the sixth movie in history to hit such heights, and the second film ever to do it without China. That's the other storyline here. Because this is Sony, you don't have a deal already set up with China like you would with Disney. And this is not to say that Sony won't make a deal, by the way. This is not to say that Sony is a benevolent company. But I think if we're going to be honest with ourselves, we have Sony versus Disney here. I think most of us would say, yeah, you know what? I, I think I think Sony is probably going to be a little bit more ethical than Disney. Which we know for a fact was working with the Chinese Communist Party and... Thing to paramilitary group that was directly associated with the concentration camps that are directly in China. We already know this as a fact. Sony, again, I think there's plenty of things that we could call Sony as a company out for. When it comes to that, not nearly as much. But it goes on. Yes, we know the historical exchange rate factors here will change that and they'll update that with more precise uh, more precise comparisons, but either way, it's a win. During a pandemic, here we go. During a time of increased concerns over the pandemic, on the Omicron and without the spotty loving Japan in the mix until January. And yet you just saw that list of excuses which they have used for every single film, every single one. It's not relevant. It's not relevant. These numbers show clearly that is not relevant at all. What this shows us is that people, human beings, are more than willing to go out and see a movie and risk their life because of Omicron. Good Lord. Willing to do that. Willing to face... The nonsense of lockdowns, the nonsense of mandates, the nonsense of vax passes. They're willing to go past that for a movie that seems to give fans what they want. And as a fan, I can say it gave me everything that I was hoping for. And that's why I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was amazing. And of course, Kevin Feige is going to try to make sure that his name gets brought up in all this, because as Deadline's now also saying, Kevin Feige says Disney and Sony are actively beginning to develop where Spider-Man's story goes following No Way Home. Oh, I bet. I bet they are. And I can almost see and hear within that phrasing. and Kevin Feige's like, okay, we're, we're at your knees here. We're at your knees here. Our company has lost $400 million this year. This year alone in 2021, Disney, $400 million when it comes to the box office. And we know that the 25% cut that we get from this movie, just from the profits, is not going to be close to being enough, even if this film reaches a billion dollars, which it seems very well on its time and on its pace to do, begging them to continue to work with them. We said this last night on Friday Night Tights, clearly Disney needs Sony a heck of a lot more than Sony needs Disney at this point in time. Because there's people out there that are putting out that narrative saying, well, the MCU is the reason why this film's doing well. Okay, really? Is that so? What is it that people are most hyped about, most excited about, and most happy after the fact about? Guess what? Nothing to do with the MCU. And we are still very much avoiding spoilers here. Again, I know that a lot of people are excited to talk about spoilers, are excited to talk about the different aspects of this film. So I will say this much. If you are someone who's wanting to go into this film blind, you might not want to be in the chat. I can't control everyone in the chat. But I myself will not be talking specifically about it. um, And I will be doing my best to avoid spoilers as best as I possibly can. So still doing non-spoilers until uh, next weekend uh, when we've given people enough time to go see it. But seriously, this is something that is truly amazing. And we, now we have the top, uh, top 10 offshore markets through Friday for openings. UK, 24.9 already. Mexico, 20 million. Korea, 12.2. Australia, with all of their insanity, 10.4. Brazil, 9.6. France, 9.2. As you can see, theme is very clear here. It's doing well in all these markets. In Korea, Saturday jumped 56% from Friday despite the introduction of a 10 p.m. curfew. It jumped up 56%. Normally you see things go down over the weekend. It went up there. Isn't that amazing? So again, deadline is now saying 500 plus million dollar global worldwide opening weekend. That is amazing. And it's destroying the narrative. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining. I wanted to get that out of the way first. So we'll go ahead and say hello to some people. We got Snorta Poopus Cuber. What's going on? He says, Hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on, Snorta Poopas? Let me go ahead and put Heimdal on. story about that, Heimdal was a little late today, but I was excited to talk about it. Because I I remember uh, when I did my video earlier, we were just getting in some of the foreign numbers. And now the numbers are a lot higher than what they were. And so now we're actually getting this talk of 500 plus million dollars. Again, this is insane. This is not just great for pandemic times. This is not even just great because great uh, during post-endgame times. Again, this is great on a historical level. Second biggest opening of all time. That's insane. And it's even more insane when you remind yourself that there are still totalitarians in various cities, states, and countries across the globe that are still trying to implement draconian, human rights-violating measures. And yet, what are the people saying? (laughs) I'm going to see this movie. So, is the movie itself going to be life-changing? Is the movie itself what's important? Not necessarily. Again, I like it. It's a fun movie. It's a darn good time. The reason why this movie is important, though, and the reason why I would recommend anyone to go see it, even if you're not a fan of the Tom Holland Spider-Man, even if you're not a fan of anything associated with the MCU, go to send a message. Go to send a message that you are not afraid that you are not going to buy in to the fear-mongering narrative that has been pushed down your and my throats for years now. It's insane that I'm saying years. But this coming March, we will be at the official two-year mark of two weeks to stop the spread. And this is the movie. This is the event where we can... Through nonviolent means, make it very clear we're done. We are done. By the way, we got some people over on Odyssey. Welcome to you, Vincent Womack. What's going on? The R over there as well. Thank you all for being there. You are freaking fantastic, uh, Vincent Womack. Then says it's safe. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Light up that fire button on Odyssey. I appreciate it. Again, if you have a comment or question over on Odyssey or any platform, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin at the very beginning of your comment. And I'll be able to highlight that. We have Forever Sci-Fi in the chat. Hail to you. Thanks for being in the chat. We got Bruce in the chat. Hail. Matthew Highland. going to see it. Uh, by the time I've read this, I imagine he's already in the theater. I hope you have a darn good time. And again, realize that you are a part of history. Because, and obviously, this is me purely speculating, pure speculation here on my part. But I would not be surprised if, in the long run of history, we ask ourselves when was the moment that things started to turn back? When were things starting to get better? When were things and people starting to say enough is enough? I'm going to say Spider-Man, no way home. And again, it's not because of the movie. It's because of what the effect of the movie is having on the millions of people who have not seen a movie in two years, finally saying, okay, this is something I can watch. This is something that I actually want to go see. This is something that I'm actually intrigued by. Again, it's the message. And this thing, I think, is sending a message very loud and very clear. But hail to you, Matthew Hyland. We got GMonkey76. We got Philly DaHobbit Allen over on DLive. Hail to the DLive fam for anyone watching over there. We got Laura, the modern major general of the channel, modding tonight. Thank you very much. Tina is at a party. And uh, Stephanie B, I I don't know if she's going to be here or not, but uh, thank you. Laura, ...for being here once again. She was already here earlier modding uh, the earlier stream, so I very much appreciate it. And uh, she just got herself a beautiful steelbook of Ron by Akira Kurosawa. So, very happy to hear that it got to you safely, and I hope that you enjoy it. Let's see, we got Sherry Allen in the chat. What's going on, Sherry? Welcome back. We got Forever Sci-Fi, who is a member, who says, "...I hope that Spider-Man does more than smash the narrative." I hope it wakes people to the fact that it's time to end the pandemic forever. His words there, not mine, as far as pandemic is concerned. But yes, absolutely. That is what I'm hoping for. And that's as I said, that is what my prediction is. And I could totally be off base with this. But I think the thing that wakes up anyone who is still asleep, especially amongst the normie population, as far as the lockdowns, etc., my hope is that it's this and my hope very well could be misplaced maybe my my hope is a false hope it very well could be i sure hope it's not i know that's saying hope a lot but seriously this to me gives a lot of reasons to be excited i don't think this is going to necessarily bring the box office roaring back i don't think this is going to be able to you know spread the love to other films but my hope is that at the very least, people say, hey, yeah, you know what? I went out last night to a movie and it was a lot of fun. Hey, there's a lot of other things that I used to do a lot. I sure hope that that leads to them saying, you know what? I'm going to go out and do all of those things that I was also having a lot of fun with. I remember what it was like to live. And not just to live, but to live free to not to live in cowardice, to not to live in fear, to not bow to the whims of tyrannical governments, to not bow to the whims of dictators and oligarchs, but instead just to choose for myself and to live. That's what I'm hoping this film is able to inspire. Orange Chat says, it's good that the movie is destroying the false narratives, but that does not mean the movie was good. again, there's definitely going to be differences of opinion on this. I would argue that the film is, for the most part, well made. It's definitely got some issues. There's no doubt about that. It's definitely got some story uh, story issues, especially. But acting? Darn near perfect. Visual effects? yeah, 85% of the time, it's pretty good. Uh, there's a few moments, maybe about 15-20% of the movie, where it's definitely far from good cinematography editing I thought was great pacing again obviously the very beginning and and various other points a long movie it's harder to pace those movies but I would say pacing is you know at times uh, well done I think that you get to the heart of the movie and if you've seen the movie you know what I'm talking about when you get to the heart of the movie I think all of those scenes are incredibly well paced I truly do so this is a movie for me where on an objective scale I'm around a B subjective I'm at an A plus so for me, I'm, I'm willing to to bump this thing up to, to that A range that I gave it in the original review that I did. But no, this is a fun movie. This is a very good, fun movie. It allowed people just to let go and have a good time. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, Three good reasons. It is cool. It is retro. It is awesome, says Gary Banjo Sandwich. Yeah, It's, once again, similar, in some some ways, similar to Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's nostalgia done right. It's nostalgia done respectfully. Something that we don't get a whole lot. Little Chad says, It shows that pent-up demand for good content is in the market, and they have to acknowledge these other movies weren't what people wanted. And yes, it is a Sony movie. Yeah, I still have someone fighting me on Twitter over this saying, well, Marvel was still involved. Kevin Feige was still a producer. Yeah, so is Amy Pascal, and so was Columbia Pictures. And guess what? 75% of the money used to make that movie came from Sony, and the entirety of the distribution was put on the shoulders of Sony. This is a Sony product. Sure, it takes place within the MCU because there are MCU characters in here. There's no doubt about that. No one's denying that. But who owns this movie? Sony. Sony is the one who's going to sell the film as a Blu-ray, as a 4K. They're the ones that are going to get the profits from that. They're the ones who own the IP. Period. and stop. Whether you like it or not is irrelevant. It's a fact. Slicer Neons, absolutely. Duck Fizney, for sure. The Physics Channel with Kenny Lee says, Saw Spider-Man really enjoyed it like the way they use the pre... So I will go ahead and just uh, put that off on the screen. As I said, uh, please, if you could avoid any spoilers or things that could even be somewhat spoilery, if you're going to tag me in your comments, uh, because, again, we are still doing spoiler-free discussions. If, if it's in the chat and you're not tagging me, that's one thing. Again, any I think anyone will risk put themselves at risk of finding out spoilers if they are watching and if they are, uh, rather, if they are looking at the chat. There might be some people that are just watching, not engaging with the chat, right? And so I want to try and be as respectful of them as uh, as I possibly can. So uh, I definitely want to make sure that uh, that we try to avoid anything that could even be conceived in that way. All right. Sherry Allen's doing well. Thank you. Ragar says, oh, snap. Assuming that you're there talking about the amount of money, for sure. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, my cinema sold a lot of seats, but when film started half full. Yeah. And again, every theater across the world is going to be a little bit different. This is, again, this is just a fact. There are certain theaters that have to deal with restrictions. There are several people that are going to be in areas that are going to be negatively impacted. There's no doubt about it. But I I honestly think that it's not going to be enough (laughs) to stop people. I think one of the ways that these theaters have figured out what to do with this is to say, Oh, okay, well then we're just going to create more show (laughs) times. There was a a. 2am. There was a a. 2am IMAX showing of this film on Thursday, technically Friday morning. I haven't seen that in years. I remember when premieres used to have that. So, this theater started its showings as early as 3 p.m. and then ended with the last showing in IMAX at 2 a.m. So, this film had almost 12 hours worth of show times for the movie. Which, again, helps to make sense as to why this film is set to make such an amazingly high amount of money again, 500 million plus. Opening weekend alone. This is not even going into what it's going to be doing over this Christmas vacation week. As many people will be off from school and some might even be off from work several days this week. We obviously are then going towards Christmas itself on Saturday with Christmas Eve on Friday. So this is a film that is set To make bank over the holiday season. And I think this film, before the year is out, I would not be surprised if worldwide this film is getting close to 750 million by the end of the year. And I do think that the film will cross a billion dollars. And I think it will do so without China. Now we got to see what the actual number is this week. And we got to see what the drop off is next week. And that's the number I'm actually most looking forward to crunching is the two-week total from this movie making projections on what this film is likely to make by the end of its run. That is what I'm... This, I haven't This been this excited in a long time because this film could have a range that brings it into the billion-dollar territory. Not just the billion-dollar territory. This is a film that... And I mentioned this in, in a previous uh, video or a previous stream as well. Mentioned on Friday Night Tights. Essentially that this movie could easily, or not easily, but this movie theoretically could reach the point, reach the level of being able to surpass the entirety of the MCU this year alone. So what, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is if you take the entirety If you take the entirety of the MCU films this year and you add all of those up together, what you will find out is that the total amount of money made, and this is before you take away the actual money spent on the film and projected marketing for the film, and then you remember that they only get about 60% of the profits, right? So before you do any of the actual math on it, the... MCU films that came out this year, that's Eternals, Black Widow, and Shang-Chi, they made a total of around $1.2 billion. Now, from that, they had $100 million in losses. So they had $1.2 billion in total, but because of their massive budgets, marketing campaigns, and the fact that they only got around 60%, they only got negative Negative $100 million. And that's just from the MCU films this year. So this movie, if it's able to reach that level, if it's able to reach that level, is potentially going to be able to beat all of the films added up together. And I'm uh, sorry if I'm taking a, a little while to say these words because I'm trying to pull up some charting. That I've been adding on uh, to this because this is something that I think is going to be uh, pretty incredible to see. So, let me go ahead and show you all this chart. So, this is what I was saying, or at least trying to say. All right, if we take Spider Man No Way Home, all right, Spider Man No Way Home, $200 million budget. All right, we're still waiting on the official numbers here. Right now, obviously, $300 million. By the end of this weekend, this film will have reached its break-even point. I'm pretty sure. Let me go ahead and see. So they're projecting, again, around $500 million debut. Yeah. So they're saying not only will this film reach a half a billion dollars is, is what is being said. That means that by the end of this weekend, it will have already broken even. Meaning any money it's made after this weekend is profit. Now, they only get 60% of those profits, but still, profit. And then out of that 60%, you have to split 75%, 25% Sony and Disney, respect, respectively. So, what you're likely then going to see here is a massive amount. Sony's movies alone, Venom 2 and Spider-Man. Again, Sony properties. That itself will already put it within easy range To have beaten out the entirety of the MCU this year. All right. Here's another one, though. All right. So let's do that same thing for this one. All right. So let me add this again. They're projecting $500 million. So as you can see, the entirety of the MCU this year made around $1.2 billion. so again, that's the 379 from Black Widow, the 432 from Shang-Chi, the 396 from Eternals. And obviously these numbers will, you know, adjust because Eternals is still technically out in theaters. But notice here, out of that 1.2 billion because it cost them $550 million just in actual budgeting. You add marketing to that, you subtract that, you take into account the 60% cut that Disney gets. That's $100 million in losses. As of this weekend, guess what? This film will already be ahead. Of every single, of every single MCU film combined this year as far as the net gain goes. That is remarkable. And that shows you that Disney has no idea what they're doing. Remember, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, those are pure 100% Disney Marvel products. Spider-Man No Way Home, that is a vast majority Sony product with a little bit of Marvel help. And we actually break those things down. This is insanity, is what this is. This is absolutely Insanity. Vince Womack is apparently getting triggered by the fact that it's in Comic Sans. And don't worry, this, I, I've not officially said that this is the only. <laughs> this is the only font I'm going to use. Uh, this just happens to be the one that I, I thought looked best on the eyes. So I, I don't don't worry about that. All right, don't worry about that. But yeah, this is the numbers that we're dealing with right now. And can I? I, I can add on to this. Can I add on to this? I think I think I might. I think I might. Let's let's go to that box office predictions chart as well. Now we're getting really excited. All right, so they're now saying 500 million. We'll see exactly what the number is. But again, 500 million dollars. That would put this film already at the break even point. West Side Story, 139 million dollars, flop. Remember, Spielberg And others were already blaming the pandemic. That's the reason why the film's not doing well. Okay, it's the pandemic. Okay, then. How in the hell does your $17 million film explain that $500 million film? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. You you can't compare them. Spider-Man is a well-established property. And West Side Story... Okay. That would be fair. Except you just said... The reason your film isn't doing well is because of the pandemic. So which is it? Is it that your film is not a well-known entity? Or is it that your film is a remake that no one asked for? What is it? Which narrative do you actually want to stick with? Because you got to choose one. Again, this film defeats the narrative. Look at this. $500 million. The only film right now. There's two films. There's two films coming out during the pandemic era that even come close. And remember, this would be the total box office after one weekend. What's ahead of it? No time to die. This film will get to that point within, what, two, three weeks? This film had to squeeze every cent it possibly could to get to that point, And because of its massive budget, barely got profits. What's another one that got a little bit closer to that number or showed a lot this year? Fast and Furious 9. This film actually made around $100 million in net gain, net profit. Guess what? That's going to be nothing in comparison to what this film is going to do. Nothing. So, again, where's your narrative now? Where is your narrative now? All right, let's see what the Odyssey fam is up to over there. Uh, Let's see. Um, Let's see. Visit Womack. It's a quieter chat. It is a quieter chat. There's eight people watching now over there. Uh, Let's see. Daniel T. He tagged. He says, No Way Home was pretty good, but you were wrong when you said it is better to see it with people. I was sitting next to a bunch of women and I was attacked with ear-piercing screams, had to cover my ears for the bulk of the movie. It took away from my enjoyment. Yeah, um, uh, Daniel T., I, I definitely think that it is uh, definitely a a fair point to make. It is definitely a fair point to make that there is a positive and a negative side to having a movie experience with a the crowd. There, there is no doubt. There is no doubt about that, all right? I definitely agree with you there. Um, but what I will say is uh, the vast majority of crowds, I think, or or people who are in crowds are going to get actually more enjoyment. Basically, it comes down to this. Whether one is, I think, introverted, extroverted, right? Everyone's a little bit different. But I think that it's all going to depend on do you feed off of crowd energy or not, right? Do you feed off of crowd energy or not? Because guess what? I also had people directly behind me who, after a certain scene, again, we're still in a, you know, we're still trying to avoid spoilers here, but when a certain thing happened, there was a scream, alright, there, there were massive screams going on, and so I, I totally get that, but for me, it was, I was able to enjoy it, because when other people are laughing at jokes, it it again for me at least it adds on to being able to add on to that laughter. I know not everyone uh, feels that same way. Thunderduck says I had to watch in a crappy quality because in Germany I am not safe to go to the movies since I am not having a Vax port. That Thunderduck, I am so incredibly sorry to you, and again. What my hope is, Thunderduck, is that this movie, and rather this event, is able to shake the cobwebs of the masses awake to say enough is enough. So my hope is is that you will at some point get to see it in a film without your human rights being violated, Thunderduck, because that's exactly what just happened to you for this movie. Your rights as a human being were violated when you're told you can't go to see a movie unless you receive a medical procedure. In fact, it's a violation of international law. Not that I put a lot of trust into international law or international bodies, but hey. Nurember- Nuremberg Code and everything. You need an app for me. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. As uh, Laura is saying in the chat, yes, please do try to avoid spoilers, but if you do post a spoiler, again, there's not much I can do about it. I just say, please do not tag me in it, is the one thing I do ask. Anyway, we're back over on YouTube. Let's see, the Physics Channel with Kenny Lee says, the theater I was in in Kentucky, even in an area hit by tornadoes, was being filled even at 11 a.m. Yeah, absolutely Absolutely. This is something that is so incredibly important. This is something that is so incredibly important. That even people in the midst of tragedy, even in the midst of lives being turned upside down, willing to go out. Now, I will be fair could be people who were not directly impacted by it. But nonetheless, I think the point remains the same. I think the point remains the same. And I know that a lot of you watching might have already heard some of the spoilers already, but there might be some listening, you know, who are lurking in the background who just want to hear this talk, who just want to hear the hype, who just want to hear the box office numbers and are, are waiting to see the film or just couldn't get tickets until a certain time or because it was already um or because it was already uh sold out in several locations and so because of that i'm going to be respectful at least until uh next weekend marks 63366 says thank you for letting know ww that just means worldwide numbers there uh timothy sullivan what is going on thank you for being here glenn cottingham tagged to say amy pascal should have kevin feige by the short hairs after no way home yeah absolutely absolutely Bryant barth what is going on soul assassin welcome back to the chat vince womack there he is going back and forth between all of the chats can smash that like button and laugh that fire button please you are all great Uh, let's see. The Slicer says, Spider-Man home run when he faces off against the Sinister Six in a game of baseball. Hey. Let's make it happen, Captain. Mike Jackson. What's going on, bro? Thanks for being here. Dan Blackroyd. What is going on? Uh, here's the thing. He says, So we can thank Disney 25% for the turning point. No. (laughs) Not at all, man. Again, again, 75% 75% of it was from Sony. 75%. You could argue, until you're blue in the face, that, well, you know, it was, it was Marvel that provided, you know, Doctor Strange, right? And what's one of the biggest criticisms that this film has? <laughs> it's the use of Doctor Strange. So, Sony could have easily made it a film without any of the MCU stuff that was borrowed and could have made just as amazing of a film by relying simply on its own IP. And if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I mean. Rhaegar, Chief Bill's coming due. What's going on? Uh, Let's see. He says, Is the movie Tina got about R.O.M., the Space Knight rom is a marvel property i don't know exactly what that means i don't know what that means let's see orange hat said i gave it an objectively high score subjectively i had it six out of ten the movie ticked me off in a few ways well again i think there are things that you can absolutely justify as being ticked off by because again we all have different we all have different uh uh, tastes right, we all we all have different things that we like, we all have different things that annoy us but for me there were maybe two or three moments subjectively that bothered me, but they were instantly then surpassed and supplanted by an amazing uh, moment, you know let's see Dave Myers says so to- No Time to Die was really a bad movie, I really didn't like it, yeah I, I really, really didn't like it. Uh, it was a movie where I think that for the Daniel Craig trilogy of films, or I guess not not trilogy, his the era of the Daniel Craig universe, I thought it was a fine end point to that, to his story. But for the James Bond franchise, I don't think it was very good. So that's how I, w- I would quantify that. Keck44, what is going on? Uh, Let's see. If ever sci-fi. Clearly, Disney did not put more than a few bucks towards Strange's hair. Yeah, seriously. Not a a lot of money put towards that wig. (laughs) Oh, man. D-John, what's going on? Yeah, if you give the audiences what they want, they show up. Uh, Gary Banjo Sandwich says Matrix 4 is next and The Kingsman. Uh, Here's the thing, Gary. No. Matrix 4 is going to flop. I honestly and truly believe that. The marketing for that film has not been very good. Most people I talk to have no idea why this film is even being made. I mean, the first Matrix film was good. The second and the third were were not at all. And the story was completed. So basically this comes across, this is a Toy Story 4 situation. This is a pure money grab. And not just, not just that, the trailer looks terrible, the CGI looks terrible, and the poster looks like it was made by a fan, but a fan who doesn't have any talent. Not to mention it's going to have an HBO Max day and date release as well. So, yeah, Matrix is not going to be anywhere close to this level. I just don't see it. I really just don't. And especially if the reviews are to be believed, and this is the best movie since the Last Jedi, and it's being put in the same sentence as the Last Jedi, something tells me that is going to turn off any remaining fans who actually have any sense of hope. I don't see it. For that one, I I just I honestly don't see it. I really don't. Uh, in fact, let me go ahead and see if I can pull up what even the so-called experts have to say about that. Uh, that movie Now I think that these numbers will probably um, will probably end up going up if I had to guess after this weekend. I think what you will see from the experts, the so-called experts next weekend is you will see a lot of them probably adjusting their numbers to be a lot higher right So I think that they'll you'll they'll have next weekend's numbers be a lot higher than maybe some of their other ones uh, were, were looking to be. But going into so, as you all know, uh, the one site I use uh, most often is uh, what we typically find from uh, what we typically find from Box Office Pro. So I'll go ahead and pull that up for everybody. So the reason why I say that about uh, specifically about Matrix is, is for this reason. So for one, Kingsman is expected to make 10 to 15 million in its opening, with 35 to 55 million total in its domestic run that's not much of anything. So this film is going to be yet another disappointment from Disney 20th century studios based on these numbers. I don't know the budget for the film. I'll do a full breakdown of that at some point, but those are the numbers. Here's what matrix is 35 to 50 million with 95 to 135 in total. And again, I think a lot of it is because a lot of it is because of the disinterest from a lot of former fans and then the other part is because the HBO Max day and date release model as well. So Matrix is not expected to be a giant box office success. Now they'll spin this, right? They'll the 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 they'll try to say the pandemic is is back. Oh well, you know, the pandemic took a weekend off for Spider-Man, but oh man, it's it's gonna it's gonna be back and forth. And if it's not that, then they'll come up with some other excuse, right? They'll say, oh, it's the HBO Max, you know, day and date release model or blah, 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 blah. They'll come up with any excuse they possibly can, right? But to me, this film, Spider-Man No Way Home, has already proven that they have no chance in hell of being able to keep that argument holding. Again, Because, again, Box Office Pro actually... Early on, said no, this movie right now is going to make north of 200 million. And now you have other places like Deadline. Keep in mind, I mentioned this in my other review earlier. Uh, Sony put out a very, very conservative number before the weekend. They said they were expecting the film to make 130 million dollars <laughs> domestically. 130. And the movie is now expected to make 250 or around 250. Which, again, is crazy. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, Matrix. Kingsman, not really... Uh, though, again, Kingsman is a film that I actually am interested in seeing. Matrix, I, I could not give two flips about. I'll probably watch it on HBO Max. And, again, it's just because I, I just... I. It's a movie that I think I should see just to be able to review it. But I really don't want to. I really don't want to watch that. Let's see. Jeremy Zakowski says, I had a few people keep telling me the reason why West Side Story flops to the box office is because of COVID. Yeah, I would ask them the one question. Okay, then how is Spider-Man getting $500 million in its opening weekend worldwide? Explain that to me. Explain how this movie is going to surpass the entire runs of every MCU film to come out this year. Not just domestically, but in their entirety. Explain that. If this pandemic, Omicron, is the only thing that you have to hold on to. And that's the other thing, too. I don't know, uh, Jeremy Zakowski if you've seen this, but I actually have seen that a lot of the, the stands for Spielberg or for West Side Story, they've now used a new tactic. They've now been saying, well, you know, uh, Spielberg, he didn't make this to try and make any money. He made it for the art. And I'm thinking to myself, excuse me, making it for the art? If you're not even going to make your money back, you don't make art to lose money. You make art to make your money back, maybe maybe make yourself some uh, some a little bit of profit on top of that. But good lord, man. It's ridiculous. Daniel Thorne, what is going on over on DLive? Thank you very much for joining. Let's see, he tagged over there to say, for your showing, was anyone dumb enough to have left before the post-credits? Uh, so, uh, some left after the first, right? After the mid credit scene, or uh, like after the initial credits, and then, uh, so not everyone saying, and to be fair, uh, this really isn't much of a spoiler, uh, I guess, but if you don't want to know anything at all, I'm not going to go into details about what's shown, um, but all you get at the end of, of the movie is a trailer for the next, for another film. (laughs) You should just get a trailer for, for the, for the next MCU film. So it's like, one, I don't really think that's much of a spoiler. And two, honestly, if you're missing that and you're skipping out on that, I don't, I don't really think anyone really missed much. By the way, thank you for the super chat and for uh, the membership message as well. Uh, don't worry, I will be getting to those, but I want to try and find them in the chat so that way I can highlight them and give them the attention that they deserve. Just another red shirt, who's a member. Hail to you! Glad to have you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Astro Zombie, thank you for the five dollar super chat. It says, how's Ghostbusters Afterlife looking in terms of breaking even? That's a good question. Obviously, the uh, the big news of the day has been. Uh, very much what's been going on with Spider Man. Uh, so, again, the domestic Friday, 121.5 million. Guess what was in second? Encanto. Guess what it made? 1.6 million. <laughs> Talk about another Disney flop. That is what Encanto is. West Side Story made only a million dollars, a 74% drop from last week. Right now, domestically, it's only made 15 million. Good Lord, man. Uh, Ghostbusters Act Alive only made $930,000, but that's just a 47 drop, 47% drop from last weekend. So let me see. Uh, again, we don't have the weekend numbers for this movie yet, uh, but let me go ahead and pull up my handy-dandy chart real quick. And uh, let us see. Right now, so it hasn't changed a whole lot, but we haven't gotten any of the uh, international numbers yet. So as of right now, I'll go ahead and pull up my chart. So as of right now for ghostbusters afterlife, 167.3 million dollars is what it's made right now. That means it's at around a 12 million dollar loss. So, uh, the movie still has some time left. Uh, I think the holiday season will definitely, uh, I think that it'll definitely be, by the way, Hardaway, I just saw you come in, man. So I'm just going to let you know right now. If you have a comment that tags me and anything that's spoilery is mentioned, it will not be highlighted and it will not be read. So, again, I can't stop people from spoiling things in the chat. So if you want to have conversations with each other, right, if you want to have conversations with each other, um, uh, you know, obviously that is one thing. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into anything that even hints at uh, at spoilers, and I'm I'm just not gonna read it. So, especially with one like that, where the more I read it, I realized, oh man, uh, <laughs> you're just calling me out again, be, being a troll, <laughs> like you tend to do. But anyway, Ghostbusters: Afterlife right now, 167 million dollars, 12 million dollar loss. So again, the film uh, still has the holiday season, and I th- I think it has enough left in the tank to be able to break even. But luckily, it's close enough at this point in time where 4K Blu-ray sales will easily be able to make up for this. So even though it will be a uh, a box office flop by uh, by the you know by certain standards. Um, It is definitely still in a good position. The same thing also goes with Dune, by the way. You know, there were some people saying, Dune is going to make it. It, Again, it's not really in the cards. It's also going to be in the same position as, uh, you know, as Ghostbusters. But again, 4K Blu-ray sales. I already got my 4K title actually for that, uh, for Dune. Um, But yeah, we'll have to wait and see what the updated numbers are for the uh, international numbers. But obviously, most people expect those numbers to be relatively low because as you can see, they're expecting this film to make $500 million. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, when you have a film making not $500 million worldwide, not a whole lot of other films are going to be able to, to get a lot of attention. Uh, let's see. Rhaegar tagged to say, Thankfully AMC didn't do any mandates, or I would have revoked my A-list membership quicker than you could say Johnny the Waller. Oh, hands down. Rhaegar... If AMC as a company had said, "World, you know, nationwide, this is what we're doing, and you can't go to see a movie w- w- without this," yeah, I would have canceled my AMC A list membership too, and I probably would have given up my my stonks, my stocks, stonks is is the word for for those that are in the know. But I probably would have sold those too, and I'm all about diamond hand in that. I'm all about holding on to it. In fact, a sell right now would probably be a bad idea because when this number comes, like I I bet this number alone and the final number we get on Sunday, do not be surprised if on Monday AMC stock goes up an insane amount or at the very least starts to trend upwards a little bit. Um, But no, I, I, I would probably do that because, yeah, I would be like, all right, I'm done with AMC because, yeah, that would be too much. But no, they haven't. And this is again, I think, a very important point, right? I think this is a very important point. We're actually seeing big business start to push away from it, for the most part. Not all of them, but for the most part, really uh, starting to push away from from mandates and and from punishing workers, et cetera. Right? It's not universal, but for instance, a lot of the airlines are, you know, looking to end some of their uh, mandates for their workers. You had all of the CEOs, all the major CEOs from major airlines in Congress, and guess what? They were trying to argue against forced, forced mask wearing on their airplanes. So you're having people starting to fight back. What they need now more than ever, though, are the regular everyday people to come and step up to the plate. And as I said... It's not because Spider-Man's going to inspire them to do so, it's because of the event, and because of what this film is doing by bringing people out, that I think is going to finally make people realize some of the nonsense that has been going on. So... Anyway, it looks like the message from Ruben uh, was not highlighted, so I will just go ahead and uh, read it. So Ruben Christopher Hayes has been a member for two months at the Keeper of the Bifrost level. Thank you. And his message says, God bless you, my brother. May you and your family have a wonderful Christmas. To all, a happy and hopeful 2022. Uh, thank you for your film analysis and box office breakdowns. Love looking at the numbers. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's it's fun to have some people that are excited about uh, math and equations. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a hard sell it's kind of a hard sell <laughs> all right let's see what's going on over on odyssey uh again uh shout out to thunder duck man I, i'm sorry that your country has really fallen off the gutter there um but man oh man uh it, it's crazy he says uh, not in germany i posted on getter my enjoyment was stripped oh okay gotcha gotcha but you said, because in Germany, I am not. So, wait a minute. I'm very confused <laughs> by that. So, yeah, um, I, I technically have a getter. I don't use it. I, I Again, I'm already on different platforms. I am on alt alternative tech, though. So, for anyone out there who does uh, hate big tech, especially the censorship, especially the censorship of, of news, the censorship of all of the... Um, protests going on worldwide because of these insane lockdown measures and mandate measures. I am available on obviously the major platforms, but I'm a major, uh, I'm also available on minds.com. That's probably my, my primary uh, alt tech account as far as something similar to, to Twitter, but I also upload videos there. So What's awesome about Minds is not only is it great for just posting uh, information, right, so, so posting video links and commentary and stuff, I can also directly upload videos there, and I do. So I upload my videos directly there, I upload them also to YouTube as well, and then those get mirrored, mirrored over onto Odyssey, and then I also post links on Gab and on my Locals account. Uh, but my local's account I'm a little bit iffy about because of the whole Rumble uh, Odyssey situation because I'm very much leaning more towards uh, Odyssey in the, in that fight. But uh, in the end, though, I think that uh, there are plenty of places, though, alt-tech-wise that you can uh, find different links to and also contact me through as well if you don't like the major sites. ThunderDuck says, The movie will be remembered in years for some great scenes and how good it felt not for a great story but a good story Exact i would say that's a fair assessment man i would absolutely say that is a fair assessment the story is fine and it is the moments that are going to be remembered no doubt about it and it's going to be remembered for again not just the box office records but for destroying the narrative destroying utterly destroying the narrative uh, he then says Matrix 4 is probably going to be woke, says Mrs. Womack. They said in the trailer, Trinity believed in me. Now it is my turn to believe in her. Yeah, it, it seems based on early indications that Trinity is going to be the one. So that's already a problem. And then we already know that the Wachowskis, who, by the way, are, are still biologically brothers, despite what they might think and claim and what others might you know feed into, the Wachowski brothers... Uh, we we already know that they've tried to retcon the story by saying the original Matrix was was a trans allegory. That's not true. Clearly, that's not true. Clearly, that's them trying to create something out of nothing. So what this film is going to be? This film is going to be a an attempt to try and bridge that narrative. So that, I think, in addition to the Trinity storyline, I think that's going to be easily um, enough, for sure, uh, Vincent Womack says, I totally didn't skip your math video, Odin, how dare you, how dare you, and then, is that, is that a pineapple, oh, no, Troll King, you know, the Troll King, I see, a Troll King, eh, anyway, Vincent Womack, thanks for posting the link to my minds, yeah, by the way, uh, if you're on YouTube, or, if you are on Odyssey, or R D d Live, if you check out the description, There are ways to contact me listed there. There's a Streamlabs donation link. If you donate via there, YouTube, don't get none of it. Uh, Also, there's a link at the top that says, you know, WLO.link. That's what I call my Willow link. And the Willow link will bring you to a page where it has all of my links. So all the social media pages, et cetera, that I am active on. Uh, You can find all that information there. Uh, ThunderDog then says, I am in Germany, but things will not change over here. They are <laughs> they are messed up over here. It's good to be on different platforms. Wonder which one will be the last one standing. I use Getter, Gab, uh, Mines, WeGo, Twitter. Yeah, and again, the reason why I'm not on all of the platforms actively is because, again, there's a question. So I go with the ones I like. Mines.com, it's decentralized, so it can't really be taken down. And it's crypto-based. And I, I like that it's crypto-based. It, it seems to kind of future-proof proof it, it to some extent. Um, I, And then I also use Gab. And, and the reason why is because there are some people over that I know exclusively use uh, Gab at the very least. So um, the only other platform I have any plans to join is eventually whenever Truth Social uh, launches. I, I will claim a handle there. And I know that there will be a lot of people uh, there as well. But... Um, that, that's, that is more just because of, uh, you know, (laughs) common sense of it's being, it's going to be the hot thing and it's going to, it's going to be huge, right? Uh, more so than wanting to get on, I don't want to be on more social media platforms than I have to, I can barely handle the ones that I'm already on. But anyway, thank you. All right. Back over to YouTube. Uh, let's see what's going on over here. Remember, I, I typically fall about 20 to 30 minutes behind in my chats, so, if you're wondering why your message hasn't been read, either you didn't tag me, you're not a member, or it, it hasn't been gotten to yet. Uh, Trey Nickens, what's going on, bro? I hope college is treating you well, man. Glad to see you in the chat. Much love. Much love. So, again, skipping that comment that did a uh, what I would argue uh, had some spoiler content within it. Uh, let's see. Rob D. Tagged to say... West Side Story needs a sequel with uh, hieroglyphic dialogue and Braille subtitles. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) People brought up some good points earlier in the Chosen of a stream that we had uh, this afternoon. And it was, hey, when the movie is shown in a different language, when it's shown in a different language, do they have subtitles for those sequences that are in Spanish? And do they translate those? Because if that is the case, what in the world is the purpose of not having it available in English? And also, if you go to a theater where they have the ability to offer you, there's these little things you put in your cup holder. And essentially what it does is it has the subtitles. So for those that are hard of hearing or or for people who might be deaf, it actually has subtitles so that you can read it. For those people, do you get subtitles... Right. Do you actually get subtitles for it or not? All right. But his decision to not have those scenes with with English subtitles, it it just it's stupid. It's just so stupid. Basically asking for asking for his audience or at least part of his audience, a pretty large portion of his audience, by the way, uh, to be um, left out there. Uh, Let's see. Hardwick says uh, his verdict is nostalgia elements respectful. Well done. Uh, Makes poorly conceived Tom Holland spider verse hit twice as hard. Well, again, I, I would disagree with that only because it's through those elements and through to the end of the story where he finally becomes and finally gets to the place where people have been wanting him to be for a long time. So, in the end, I think it actually fixes a lot of the Holland uh, issues, like the Holland story issues, than anything else. And as far as the story being a mess is concerned, the story makes a hell of a lot more sense than anything Endgame put together. You know, is it a perfect story? No. I think that there's a lot of holes that can be poked through it, but to say that it it's just a complete mess, I know what a messy story is, it was called Avengers Endgame. That, that movie changed its own rules a thousand times, and it was awful. This movie didn't really do that. It really didn't do that. And by the way, I'm not looking to have a fight, Hardwick. Really not. Uh, Jen Jurgensen, what's going on? have not been able to see uh, Field of Dreams yet. Uh, Jeremy Sikowski says, the Radio City Rockettes. Had canceled their shows because of Omicron. I mean, come on, this new variant is nothing is a nothing burger. Well, again, I'm no doctor, I'm no medical expert, but yeah, based on all the data that we have, it's more transmissible, but it's less lethal. It's less lethal, right? Those are what we know. Those are the facts of what we know about it. Um, so yeah, it's clearly, as I said, people fear mongering, buying into fear, and that's why, as I said, I'm really hoping that this is able to maybe wake some people up. Maybe wake some people up. Rob D. says, No way home in theaters today. The whole theater cheered about ni- about, about 90 minutes, two hours into the movie. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine why. I can imagine why. Uh, Hardwick, yeah, uh, only the one of the Wachowskis apparently was involved with it. And didn't want to have anything to do with it. Well, to me, I, I think that actually speaks more to as far as it not boding well because the other didn't want to be involved. Um, probably because they recognized this story has nowhere to go. So why would I want to be involved in this if this is a complete and clear cash grab opportunity? It does not make any sense. So, yeah, Matrix 4, as I said, it's just I don't think it's going to be very good at all. I don't know, dude. I don't know what's happened to Spielberg. He he has fallen so far from grace, man. He's clearly bought a lot of the Hollywood Kool-Aid that's going on right now, and it's sad. It really is. Uh Antonio Rivera, what's going on, man? How's it going? I hope college is treating you well, bro. Glad to see you here. David Walk55, what is going on, brother? It's been a while. Glad that you could stop by. Daniel Thorne over on D Live says, Do you think there were any scenes? That were PG'd down for No Way Home. Um, no. And the reason why is because it was a PG 13 movie. So they wouldn't need to PG it down. They would need to PG 13 it down. But there's language in the film. There's a lot more language than I thought there was going to be in the film. And there are some pretty, uh, some pretty intense scenes of violence as well. Uh, some, some really hard hitting between, uh, between Peter Parker, between Tom Holland and uh one of the villains in the film. I- again, some some pretty uh you know knuckle knuckle drag not knuckle dragging, some knuckle busting stuff going on there. Alright, back over to the honesty fam. Um let's see. The R. Thank you very much for the five dollar ha hyper chat. Says, I tell YouTube you can't touch this money. That's true, too. So not only can you, of course, donate via Streamlabs and, and, you know, they don't get any of that. But you could also watch an Odyssey and, and hyper chat through Odyssey by... Either donating some of the library tokens there, the cryptocurrency they use. You get free cryptocurrency just for watching and engaging with content, which is awesome. Uh, but you can also donate direct dollars. And what's great is that, unlike YouTube, which makes the people wait a month and then takes 30% of the cut, uh, Odyssey just takes away a processing fee and you get it within like a day or two. It's pretty awesome. So thank you. Thank you very much, The R, for that $5 hyper chat. I appreciate it. All right, Vincent Womack says, Unicorn variant is absolutely non-lethal. Zero death from, according to Boris Johnson, one death with a virus wants to live, and so it changes to be less lethal but more contagious. Yeah, I, again, I'm no doctor, I'm no expert, but I had heard, I I think, I want to say I had heard there was one uh, death associated so far. Even then, though, with the number of cases that have been confirmed, so-called confirmed, throughout the entire world, um, yeah, clearly less. So uh, people again are freaking out. They're they're acting as if we have no memory, and that and the issue is that many people have acted as they have as if they have no memory, or at the very least have acted in such an ignorant way that they can't realize what's going on. And as I said, that is the reason why. Okay, gotcha, Vincent Womack. So basically, so to 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 clarify, uh, Vincent Womack is stating this, and again, I'm not a doctor, so I can't really confirm this. But apparently, one person had tested positive with Omicron and died. So probably, I would have guessed comorbidities had something to do with it as well. As what we've seen is, guess what, the vast majority of deaths from this entire thing have actually been because people having an average of two to three comorbidities as well and very few dying directly from it or at least dying directly from symptoms from it. Um, so, again, that's a very important point, I think, to to bring up. But it does, again, it still it still rings true of the same point, right? It still rings true of the same point, and that same point is that people are, are fear mongering and trying to fear monger. And at least in the case of Spider-Man, it's not working. And my hope, my ultimate hope, is that this is the wake-up call. This is the wake-up call, hopefully, that that so many people, so many of the desperate normie audiences desperately need to wake up to what's going on and to say, yeah, you know what? Enough is enough. This is stupid. Uh, Daniel T. then had to say, If I am in Mexico and I watch an English movie, I expect to see Spanish subtitles. I can't imagine how pissed off people would be if directors then decide to pull a Spielberg. No, I agree. And you know what he's paying for, Daniel T.? He's paying for it. Not only did he remake a classic that no one asked to be remade, not only did he commit that crime, he then also decided to change a character to fit a political narrative and to make a political decision and have... Another foreign language without subtitles. So there's so many things that Spielberg did with West Side Story that easily explain why that film has only made about $17 million. And again, I haven't checked it uh, today and there probably hasn't been that much added to it. But let me go ahead and see if I can pull up uh, currently what's going on with uh, West Side Story. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually it's made $20 million, guys. Oh, man. Oh man, it's made $20 million. It's going to be a runaway hit success. Just you wait. <laughs> oh, $15.6 million domestically and uh, $4.3 million internationally. And again, that film ain't going to do nothing. Uh, by the way, let me see if I can uh, resend this out. Boom, Reed, thank you very much for the $50, man. Thank you so much. It's so incredibly generous. $50 donation via Streamlabs. Mama Susan, YouTube, don't get none of that. Reed says this. These days, to go to a place like restaurants and theaters, I would have to prove you had been vaccinated. Of course, the government systems are their normal, not-so-helpful cells, so no theaters until I can get it worked out. Sigh. Wow. Reed, I am incredibly sorry to hear that. And that is going to be the story for a lot of people. And I think that it's important, you know, what Reed has said, what we have heard from the Odyssey fam as well, uh, in in the case of Thunderduck as well, is that there are a ton of people who would have gone to see this movie who can't because their human rights are being violated, because authoritarian dictators and oligarchs are telling them that they can't so think about how much higher this 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 movie could have been (laughs) think about how much more this money this this movie you can argue i think there's a valid argument to be made that this could have been the biggest movie of all time well, again, that might be hyperbolic. I obviously would still uh, leave the caveat of you know, well, Endgame is still again 300 plus million, like over 350 million dollars that film made in its domestic opening. Domestic opening, um, you know, that's already hard hard to beat. This film getting close to 250, but I think it is still relevant to say how much, or at least ask the question: How much extra money could this film have gotten if we were not still living in this tyrannical era let's see Hardwick says I wouldn't do this for any other director but I'm giving Sam Rainey the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise that he will somehow pull off turning America Chavez into a good character I don't see why you would put that trust in him after Spider-Man 3 and you could argue saying well the studio's involvement yeah but it was still his movie and uh, guess what? He he's coming back to work with another big studio. What, you know, does, does he think that that is that Disney's somehow going to be different? I mean, come on! That 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 to me, uh, that to me w- would be to that to me would be uh, to be ignorant. Uh, so uh, again, I understand the sentiment. Uh, I was very much the same way with the Russo brothers, right? Russo brothers, they did uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, they did Infinity War, and both of them were a lot of fun, solid movies. And then they put out Endgame, which was trash. So obviously, they lost my trust with 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 that movie. But uh, but yeah, I hear you to to an extent. Uh, Superman, if he was scared of green rocks, huh? He says, I'm glad you're part of the AMC family. I am $8.01 vet. I've been in since January. I put that clip out on my Twitter so the rest of the apes know we have a friendly on Friday night sites. <laughs> okay, well thank you. Thank you for that. Uh I'll be I'll be checking that out after the fact because <laughs> I don't know quite understand all of what was said there. Uh, but thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I worked at AMC for three years. Uh, I loved it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I've obviously, you know, all of the places that I've ever lived, whether it was in New Orleans or, or, or here in Tennessee, um, AMCs are the main theaters near me. So I think that it is so uh, incredibly important. I really think it's so incredibly important uh, to, to have really good theaters. And though I know that AMC is not a perfect company, uh, even though I know that there's a lot of AMC individual theaters that are not very good. um, I will say that I am very happy to be supportive of them uh, during this time, especially more so because of the workers that they employ, because I understand having worked there. I know the kinds of persons that work at AMCs. It's not just students either. It's retirees. It's people working multiple jobs because they need flexible hours. It's people who, because of the Affordable Care Act, that happened. That was passed when I was working at AMC. And I remember the workers who were there, my friends, who were pissed off because they had to get a second job because of Obamacare. Because they used to be able to work a crap ton of hours by choice and, and get as much money as they needed. Because of being able to work as many hours as they wanted. But because of of the Affordable Care Act, they were not able to work that much because AMC couldn't let them work that much because otherwise they would have to give them full benefits. And since they're part-time workers, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense anyway. So they then had to work second jobs. And so that's why I support AMC because, I, I again, I know the kind of people that need help um, because... As, as far as finding a job and, and being allowed to work. Also, there is a, a lot of strong connections made with uh, people with special needs as well. They do a lot of, of, of work to get jobs for people with special needs. So yeah, it's not a perfect company. No no company is perfect. But uh, again, I've seen too many great things. I've seen too many great things uh, come from at least the place I work from. Her sci-fi says Spielbergers and others pushing this Latinx, Latinx foolishness seem to forget that English is odd for being gender uh, gender neutral. The majority of language use masculine and feminine endings. Oh yeah, for sure. Not to mention the vast majority of Latino population either has never heard of Latinx, 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 or doesn't use it. The vast majority. There's tons of polling data. Whether you trust polls or not, tons of polling data says that it's it's not generally accepted. Unless you're on Twitter or social media, it's not a thing. So the fact that he's using it already proves that he's ignorant. And also, in the end, when you actually look to what that is saying, I'm sorry, but that that is racist in and of itself. Jason Ebenstein says, "Late because taking care of stuff before seeing Spider Boy tonight. Stoked. I'm thinking 350 350 million globally. Really hoping the crazies don't try and keep audiences in mass. Jason, bro, you came in late. 350 million. You are already in a bad position, bro. You're already in a really, really bad position. You want to know why?" Uh, I'll go ahead and pull this up for anyone who may have missed it from the very beginning. Smash that like button and light up that fire button as well. Here's why. From Deadline, this film is weaving to a $500-plus worldwide debut. So, first off, the film's already gotten $302.9 million, and that's for Thursday and Friday. You add in Saturday and Sunday... There's no way $350 million is, is what it's going to make. It's going to make a lot more. So as I said, they're already saying $500 plus million plus worldwide debut. And when you remember that in connection with all of the places that are locked down or have insane anti-human rights policies demanding vax passports, etc., that is an incredible feat. It is an, incre- it is a, an incredible feat. Uh, that site is Deadline. And I use Deadline not because I trust them and I've called them out countless times. Uh, but I, I use it because they typically are the first to get the numbers that are released from, from studios and other third-party followers as well. And uh, so that, that's more for, for speed and convenience. And then I, I look and see what they say. And then I look and find the numbers. And there's one number that they've been mentioning in almost every single one of their updates. And I don't think they have updated this yet with the new numbers. Um, let's see. It says, right now, No Way Home's opening numbers are 71% above Spider-Man Far From Home. 71% above that. That is crazy. Um, Let us see. Where is that metric that they have been using? There's a metric that they've been using to show how many people are uh, believed to have gone to the film. Anyway, it's not looking like it's showing up here, but basically there's a firm that's tracking like actual numbers of people, and they had said that By Friday, over 9 million people had already seen the film. So this is a movie that likely will have over 15 plus million. And that is just in the domestic market. That is just U.S. Canada. So millions upon millions of people, many of whom probably have who have not seen a movie since the beginning of the pandemic time. So for almost two years. Anyway. Uh, Hardwick, yeah, again, I I think he definitely reaches that point towards the end, and I understand you still have issues, guess what, a lot of people are gonna have issues, here's the other thing though, no adaptation's ever gonna be perfect, you, I mean, you can go back to OG Spider-Man, Raimi era Spider-Man, there is issues with that too, and yet many of us still like it, I mean, come on man, if we're gonna play that game. Let's see, the Tetrarch of Apathy, interesting name there, says, I was shown a Cinemark email that 1216 was their biggest opening ever. Oh, yeah, AMC has already said also that they've had one of their biggest openings of all time. Uh, Their Thursday numbers indicated 1.1 million people at their AMCs across the uh, domestic market. 1.1 million. And uh, again, Hardwick, that that's a very, again, that's a subjective opinion. And you are welcome to your subjective opinion. Jason Ebenstein says, "Lulls, happy to be wrong on that one. Go Sony. Yeah, seriously. Because this is very much a, uh, a Sony film. Uh, Byes, what's going on? Yeah, it does not have a China release date. It's not even that it's not showing in China right now. It does not have a release date. And as I said, I think a big part of that is because the... Uh, the distribution of this film is completely being run by Sony. The uh, actual production budget, 75 25%, 75% of the money came from Sony, 25% of it came from uh, Disney Marvel. So this is very much a, a Sony product, right? <laughs> a vast majority Sony product. So because of that, you don't have already a preemptive date set for this movie in China. That's not to say that it won't happen, right? It's not to say that they won't work out a deal with the devil, but Again, I would still say it's it's pretty good that this film is going to get to 500 So they also made the point in the Deadline article, this will have been only the second film in history to reach $500 million without China. They didn't say what the other one was, but I don't know if Joker... um, Because I don't know if that was $500 million in its opening weekend without China or just $500 million total. I know that Joker broke records because it was one of if not the only film to cross a billion dollars without China. Um but I would say that this film is probably very much in in the same way. Let's see Rob D says when a, in 2025 when a movie flops the directors and studios will still be blaming covid. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think as I said, they will you know mark my words. Next weekend, and even this week, because Matrix opens actually early because of Christmas. But just wait. When these other films start to not perform as well, they're going to blame COVID, and then they're going to blame (laughs) Spider-Man. So, Spider-Man and its success will now also become an excuse. They'll say, well, you know, COVID is still an issue, but also all the people are going to see Spider-Man. Instead of saying to themselves, hey, well, it's because Spider-Man is, is the only film that seems to be worth watching, which is the reason why it is just destroying <laughs> the entire, not just box office, but the entire narrative that has been strung up, you know? All right. Over on Odyssey. Uh, let's see what's going on over there. Um, Let us see. ba da bum ba dum bum Vincent Womack says, heard uh, a while ago in the United States, around 70% of hospitalizations in the U.S. are obese. Yeah, and that is something that is not talked about a lot, by the way. And again, I'm no medical expert. And unfortunately, I have to say that for YouTube. If I was just on Odyssey, I wouldn't have to say that. But yeah, the vast majority of these hospitalizations are actually from people who are overweight or obese is actually the the more accurate metric there. ThunderDuck says, Mark Webb wasn't the problem with Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, it was Avi Arad. Sony, the deleted scenes show what his vision actually was. I beg you and FNT crew to take it, uh, take it into consideration. Web even said in 2012 that Avi Arad was in charge of red carpet interview. Fans want the web cut. Um, well, I, I guess is because I am now, you know, I won't say necessarily why, but I am now a lot more interested to go back and rewatch a lot of, you know, you know, really much the entire library of, of Spider-Man stuff so um thunder duck i guess are those extra scenes or is there enough like is that like special special features on the blu-ray and stuff where you know you can kind of kind of see where they were trying to go with it because if that's the case i would i would absolutely love to to dive into that um visit womack says my dad watches too much mainstream media so this year christmas alone at home on the positive side i'm free for friday night tights well there you go visit womack But that is also incredibly sad. By the way, I will not be on Friday Night Tights uh, this week because it's Christmas Eve. And so I will have family in because luckily, uh, you know, luckily my family uh, does not, uh, for the most part, uh, buy into the the fear mongering. Uh, But because of that, obviously, you know, family comes first. So, um, probably won't be on at all. Uh, you know, maybe be able to jump on if they're talking, especially about the box office for this movie, I might just jump on and say, here's my quick box office report and then leave. Uh, we'll see, we'll see if I can work something out with that. Uh, but for the most part, not planning to be on for Friday. Um, and might not, might not be able to be on for the, uh, New Year's Eve either because, uh, we have, uh, plans, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, visit Womack says around 90% of Hispanics outright reject it. Yep. Absolutely. R says off topic, but want to send congrats to Nick Sandman to telling NBC where to take their lies. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's not really off topic because that, that is a win for, uh, that is a win for freedom. That is a win for Liberty. And that is still incredibly relevant to what we are talking about here with this movie because the reason why this film is so successful right now the reason why this film is expected Spider-Man is expected to make over 500 million in its opening weekend destroying all of the competition destroying any and every MCU film is because people are finally embracing freedom Thunderdog then says yes many more scenes with Dr. Connors Lizard a scene with his son Billy is cut with him showing with him as a father And a subplot with Dr. Ratha regarding his parents and his father's secret projects totally missing. Interesting, ThunderDuck. Yeah, I don't think I own those movies, and obviously for, you know, logical reasons. But, hey, might have to see. I imagine that those movies either were on sale or could be on sale (laughs) Um, or might not be on sale anymore. But, anyway, uh, thank you, Ozzy Fam. All right, we need to wrap things up. Uh, luckily not too far behind the chat tonight. So again, thank you all for being here. Let me get some last comments and then we will end things tech 44. What's going on? Uh, soul assassin says, do you think sometime in the future, Sony will take Spider-Man away from Disney and go their way? Um, well, first off, here's the thing. Spider-Man is owned by Sony. It is a Sony product. Uh, do I think that they could end their deals within in the future? They might, uh, the issue is I think Sony might be looking at it and they might be saying we are willing to negotiate a new deal. Do not be surprised if Sony plays hardball with Disney and says, Hey, you saw what we just did here. You saw what we just did. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this 25% of the profit cut margin. And let's talk a little bit, maybe talk about the, uh, the uh, merchandising deal because uh, Disney has the merchandising rights. So they'll get tons of money from that. No question. But maybe that's something that gets back, put, put back on the table, or maybe it, it becomes a conversation, right? Maybe there becomes a conversation uh, that they have, but I think that Sony will clearly be in a position of power and authority here because as I said, if you actually look to what Sony has done with their, um, you know, Sony Marvel connections with the 500 million projected for the worldwide box office opening weekend alone for Spider-Man No Way Home. When you add in Venom, you're looking at around a billion dollars. And obviously, once the entire run is done for Spider-Man, it's going to be, you know, well over a billion dollars. And you're going to look at some massive profits. So you're looking at Sony, Walking away just from Venom 2 and Spider-Man No Way Home with probably, you know, three to four hundred million dollars in net gain, net profit. Whereas with Marvel, their net loss for their MCU was 100 million. So Sony's going to be in the driving seat with this one saying, hey, let's talk about this. Because when you add in all the films from Sony and all of the films from uh, Disney, Disney's woes get a lot worse. So if anyone's going to be, you know, speaking from any position of power at the negotiation table, it, it's it's going to be Sony. So it'll be incredibly interesting to see what kind of deal they ink. But I would suspect that they will be asking that Disney takes less, or they'll they'll be asking for some. Uh, th- I here here's what I think would be interesting. Sony says, all right, you keep your 25% cut when we work together, but now we want either 25% or 50, 50 of the merchandise sales. That might be something that gets brought up. We'll have to wait and see though. That's speculation on my part. Uh, Dam and walking says, would it help to watch uh, previous Spider-Man movies before watching no way home? I would say that if you've already seen the, the previous Spider-Man films, I think you're okay Um, but it doesn't hurt. It's always good to watch, I think, films because there's always references, right? Random references that can come up and they make a lot more sense when you have them fresh in your mind. Uh, Michael Plam, what's going on? Uh, Let's see. Hardwick says, have you ever watched Spider-Man 2.1 like most of the editions except for the alternate elevator scene, which isn't funny? Uh, No. haven't even heard of 2.1. Uh, and then Hardwick says, uh, I think Sony is only less woke than other studios right now due to being willing to put profits over politics because of how badly they're doing uh, financially for years. It, it could be. It very well could be. And yeah, some people might ask, you know, why is Sony wanting to work with Disney? Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, Sony sold the merchandising rights because there was a time several years back where they were really strapped for money. And so they sold. Uh, Again, I think stupidly they sold the merchandising rights for Spider-Man back uh, or rather to Disney. So Disney has some some pretty easy guaranteed income there. But um, again, I think that this year alone puts Disney or rather puts Sony in a much better position over Disney. And I will be very much interested to see what is going to happen uh, as far as future deals are concerned. But... That is gonna be it for me tonight. Uh, went a little bit over time, but please make sure that you smash that like button, lad that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. Seriously, you're all great. Uh, Thunderduck says it's an extended cut, uh, 2.1. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Makes a lot of sense there, and looks like Harwick says the same thing. So anyway, I want to say a thank you to all of the members. Thank you also a huge shout out to Laura for helping to mod the stream. Uh, it really does mean a lot. Um, I know I saw her here earlier. Um, I think that she may have had to uh, head out at some point. No, no, wait, there she is at 7.56. So uh, it might just have been a while since she has said anything. But shout out to Laura for modding. Uh, Again, Tina was out. Stephanie was out as well. So again, thank you for stepping up for being my modern major general and uh for us being amazing uh anyway ozzy fam y'all have a good one DLive fam y'all have a good one and youtube fam y'all have a good one as well seriously from bottom of my heart thank you on tuesday we'll have the one man low council and that will be our christmas stream as well so uh be ready uh because uh i i'm definitely gonna be in a, a giving mood that night um so uh you know potential giveaways but, obviously, don't just come for the giveaways. Come for the conversation. Because, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to be continuing this conversation because we'll have the official number for this movie. And, again, if it's over $500 million, this is going to be a movie, a big-budget $200 million-plus movie that you need to make $500 million to break even, breaking even in the first weekend. That, that That's unheard of during this time. We've seen lower-budget films do that feat. This will be the first, I think, for a major-budget film like this. So... Uh, If you've not seen this film, again, I recommend it, not just because it's a fun movie, but also, more importantly, because it's sending a message. It's sending a message to Hollywood. It's sending a message to big tech, big government, all across the world, that we will go and watch and consume films that actually look good. And maybe, just maybe, if you listen to the fans and give the fans what they want, They'll show up and not just show up. They will show up in record breaking droves and to all those that continue to try to perpetuate the lie of the pandemic box office excuse for all those that continue to try and peddle their fear ways and their attempts to limit human rights and human freedom. I hope that this is a moment for us to be able to give a metaphorical middle finger. And that's where I'll leave that. Anyway, thank you all for being here. Uh, Blessed Advent, everyone. Tomorrow we'll be entering into the fourth and final uh, Sunday of Advent, the final week of Advent, preparing for Christmas. So if I don't see any of you all on Tuesday, hope you have a merry, merry Christmas. Hope you all... Also, have a happy new year as well. Again, the streaming schedule past Tuesday will be a little haphazard because of the holidays and people coming in. Please do make sure you follow me on social media. So whether that is Twitter, Minds, Gab, uh, and as far as YouTube platform or if our video platforms, you have YouTube and Odyssey. Uh, Make sure you're following me on those places, though, because I think it's so incredibly important. Um, uh, just to stay in contact. Also, the Discord server is a great way. Discord server is a perfect way because not only can you contact me directly there, but also you can contact other members of the community, including my Valks, including my mods, who can also give information if for any reason I can't. So again, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. You're all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening and of your weekend. And as always... God bless. And now for a huge shout-out to all of my December Patreon subscribe star and Locals members. Animation commentator Brandon, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Dolores Ed, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Garney, Gomer Kyle79, Laura The Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson times four, Mitch Dunaway, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody, Mondo Spieler, Onto June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, and Tina Bojan. And of course, the Empress of the Universe. Tina B, thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And for my subscribestar members, UAB Mad Dog, Max, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatsugatsu, Stan 4, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J Alex McCarthy Jr. Dean Heist slash the new number two. J-Rod, the beer guru, and the man Thank you very much for supporting me on Subscribestar. And to my four members over on Locals.com, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, once again, Mike Jackson. Biffer to Hobbit, and Robert Barnes. Thank you for supporting me on Locals. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream, check out the top link in the video description below. It's called Willow or W.L.O. Willow Link. It'll bring you to all of my social media platforms and also to all of the various other locations that you can support the channel. You can get access to things like giveaways where I do giveaways of 4K films, 4K steelbooks, digital codes, all kinds of stuff every single month. Also, so there is a level where you get access to all of that, plus an exclusive podcast that I do with John Naflick Pick Flickinger, where you also get to ask questions that we will answer on every episode of the podcast. And at the final level, you also have the ability, the Chosen of Valhalla level, you have the ability to have all of that, plus in your first month, get a free t-shirt of your choice, any color sent anywhere in the world, and also you get to be featured once a month on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream featured on the main channel. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the description. You're all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.